Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Hey everyone, you know who it is. It's your girl Technicia on the Bright Side with Technicia. And today is September 26, 2017. And we are ready to get this cracker lacking. How's everyone's day going so far? Shall I say happy Tuesday? That's right. Every day is a hump day and we need to be still on our grind. Um, affirmation this morning was great this morning. Took good notes. And if you're looking to get inspired, if you're looking for good advice, just to stay motivated, you want to be surrounded by well-connected people, then you need to join a group on Facebook called Entrepreneurishment. That's E-N-T-R-E-P-R-E-N-O-U-R-I-S-H-M-E-N-T. Entrepreneurishment. Come and get connected and stay connected. That's what it's all about. But right now, I hit you with the tunes, and we'll be right back after this, baby. Bump. Oh, you in a slump? I'm headed to Oakland like Kevin Durant. 
What is your point? Square with the stamp for Kevin Durant. Lay on my trout, play with my cap and I knock off of your hat. I'm taking the cheese and killing the rest. Gucci bitch call me the cat with the rat. I'm swerving, but I'm in back of the bag. I'm Persian, man, I got help from my rat. I'm serving, I paid a bird for that. He nervous, ain't got no word for that. He heard him on all of his purses back. He mixing his cereal with Percocet. She perfect and she got perky breasts. I just want some of that turkey neck. Trap of the year, I'm from Boulder Crest. You snitch of the year cause you told the best. Good drink, good, big night. Big nine, good drug, I put a four on a rock, lean, yeah. drop top, no hot box, no. 12 trying to put me over, pink flips to the cops, she said that my leg give a this face, put that dick in a real cake, yeah. whips out, cause they can't take, diamonds clear like Bombay, yeah. take your babies, no Harambe, uh. play with keys like Dr. Yeah. 3K like Andre, uh-huh. yeah, girl, call her Combay, hey, yeah. hey my dude. This shit hard as fuck, bro. You're a living legend, I appreciate that. Hey, good walk. I'm glad you home, cuz. Quavo, you already know, man. You got Nate on these niggas, double salute, man. <laughs> True shit. True shit. Hell, we've killed him. your son, the necklace done. Chapeau Jr. All right, everyone, that was 2 chains. good drink. Sorry for the hold-up. I usually, all my Facebook Live friends, sorry for the hold-up, because I usually will post now that I'm going live, and I actually had my show scheduled for yesterday, which was weird. So I was like, let me hurry up, let me redo everything right quick. But this is a good topic, and I, I want everybody to really tune in. Welcome, Janine. Welcome, Corey. I appreciate you guys on the Facebook Live. I sure do. If you're watching the replay, make sure you share it because I think this will be a very good topic for women and men need to listen in too. This is a topic on why women choose the wrong man to love. And with me is Rich Goss. And in his new book, The Donald Trump Syndrome, Why Women Choose the Wrong Man to Love, it recommends women actually seek the opposite. Bachelors who are younger, shorter, poor, less educated, and shy. And it's funny because, Corey, of course, you posted that up about women who actually turn down these type of guys who don't recognize them for what they are. And then they complain about how men are actually treating them because we are choosing the wrong ones. We're choosing to go with maybe our lust instead of going with our heart, choosing someone who is actually spiritual enough for us. But and most of all, these guys, they must be faithful. Without further ado, I would love to bring my guests on. Rich, Rich, thank you for tuning in with us today. I really appreciate you for taking out your time. My pleasure, Takesha. This is a great topic, I think, because we're still dealing with these challenges now. Before we even get started on why you did the book, I want to ask the question, the main question. Why do women choose to love these guys that they want to call bad, bad men? They say that we women, we love to choose guys who are on the thuggish side, who do us so badly, and then we cry that all men are bad, they're evil. Yes, and unfortunately, women tend to be attracted to flashy men, men like Donald Trump, who literally stand out at a party, 
Trump, of course, is six foot three, so you'll notice him at a party, and he directs the, all the eyes are on him. Even before he was president of the United States, uh, even before he was famous, he always attracted attention because he's one of those narcissistic guys who's always demanding attention, and he gets it from the women. And unfortunately, women don't notice the opposite of Donald Trump at a party. The shy guys, nobody knows they're alive. And there are millions of great guys out there who would make wonderful boyfriends, wonderful husbands, but nobody notices them at a party because they're all attracted to the flamboyant men like Donald Trump. Right. We, I agree with you. We want, we want that authoritative kind. But, of course, I want somebody like Donald Trump, someone who's disrespectful. But hold on, Rich. I believe that we have a caller as well. I want to make sure that I don't ignore anyone. Yes. Caller, 610. Hello? Hello? Yes. Hello? Hello? Oh, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to uh, cue in. I'm just listening to the show so far. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. I'm glad that everyone is listening and make sure please share this show with everyone. I'll keep you on the line and everything. Um oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yes. Please make sure everyone you share this show cuz we definitely want it. Thank you Jason, thank you Derek, Kevin, Nico, Janine, Corey. I appreciate you guys for being on. Um so rich what brought you into the idea to want to write this book? Uh, well, I wrote, eight previous, I, I wrote eight previous books on dating. I've been doing these dating books for a long time. I've lectured on okay. dating at over 60 colleges, and I've done over 1,000 media interviews over the years. And the, the number one piece of advice I have for women who take my classes and buy my books is go for the guys that the other women are not going for. In other words, don't compete for the guys who are in short supply, you know, the Donald Trumps of the world, the wealthy guys, the tall guys, the flamboyant guys. Those are the guys that get all the women. And unfortunately, there are very few of these guys available. The competition for them is really, really stiff. And in, instead, there are millions of other guys out there that are the opposites of Donald Trump. Nobody knows they're alive. Nobody is competing for them. And uh, a lot of these guys would make great boyfriends and husbands. Oh, Okay. Which Donald Trump qualities do millions of single women actually in a mate besides just maybe want him to have a car and, and money? Right. Well, there are five qualities that Donald Trump has that most women are looking for. Uh, number one, we mentioned before, taller men. Uh, women usually like tall guys, and Trump is six foot three. They like older men. The average woman in America marries a man at least two years older than she is. And, of course, Trump is 71, so he's older than just about everybody. And, of course, you mentioned the wealth. Uh, most women go for wealthy guys, and Donald Trump is a billionaire. Most women like well-educated men, and Trump went to the finest schools, of course. And finally, a lot of women like men who are strong, dominant alpha males, and of course that describes Donald Trump to a T. So those are the five qualities that I've identified that most women are looking for in a man, and unfortunately these guys don't necessarily make the best husbands. Women end up with narcissistic womanizers like Trump when they could mm -hmm. be going for guys who are the opposite of Donald Trump, who might be wonderful guys, but they just don't stand out like Trump does. Right, like a Bill Gates. We could go with somebody like Bill Gates, the nerdy kind, but we ignore those. I, I don't know why. I think it's just the way we have been taught, the way we idolize male figures on TV. We think that's the right thing to do. 
so brings me to my next question. Why do most women overlook millions of great guys? And what's your definition of a great guy? Well, number one, you mentioned before, Technisha, a great guy is going to be faithful to you. And, of course, the Donald Trumps of the world, the womanizers, the flamboyant guys who get all the attention, get all the women, they're never going to be faithful to you. Donald Trump cheated on all three of his wives. He's admitted to he that. He sure did. <laughs> and uh, the fact of the matter is that these uh, guys like Trump, you know, they have so many women to choose from. The temptation is just too strong for them to stray. Whereas if you were to go for the opposite of Donald Trump, you know, a guy who's shorter, younger, poorer, less educated, shy, that kind of guy is probably not going to cheat on you. Number one, he's not meeting women all the time who are throwing themselves at him. You know, if you meet a shy guy at a party, he's not going to be womanizing. He's not going to be chasing after all the women in the room. You've got his complete undivided attention if you walk up to a shy guy. And assuming that you develop some good rapport with him, start going out with him, start developing a nice relationship with him, he's probably going to be true blue and stay with you for the rest of your life. Okay, cause I still can't just get over the idea, just the even thought of thinking of I want to be with someone who's like Donald Trump. Oh, he's the one that, no offense, getting off. I'm glad we have a topic. It kind of eased our mind off politics. He's just so unattractive. It's like, ew. But it's got to be, it's, it's the richness. That's what it is. Money blinds us over these looks, because that's the only way I would probably be with Donald Trump. But Sure. Well, you know, Donald Trump is actually a pretty good-looking guy when he was a younger guy. You know, he was tall, oh, blonde, okay. handsome. And, of course, he had the money. So Donald Trump always was attractive to women. You know, now he's put on some weight. He's got a little bit older. So physically he's not uh, not that good-looking of a guy anymore. But, of course, he can still attract the women because he's got the money and the power and the dominant personality. And uh, those are aphrodisiacs for many women. Oh, man. Just in case if you're tuning in, we're talking about why women choose to love men who represent a Donald Trump. And this is good discussion questions. If you have any questions, please make sure you write them in the comments. I don't mind. I'm also going to bring my caller back on to ask questions as well. If it's interesting you, please make sure you share, give hearts or whatever. But, Rich, I would love to know this. Where are the best places to meet good men and not church? Let's not think that we're going to go to church and find a good man. Well, you know, a church is one place to meet good guys, but as you know, many churches have the problem of uh, too many women, not enough men. So okay. really, you have to ask yourself, what do men like to do that most women hate to do? And that's the best place to meet men. And of course, the number one answer is that dreaded S word, sports. Sport. Most men yeah. love sports. Yeah. And a lot of women don't like sports, so they make the mistake of avoiding sporting events and, and uh, you know, sports bars and so forth, saying, I'm going to meet the wrong kind of guy. And that's a terrible mistake, because if you want to meet men, you have to do the things that men love to do. Right. And, uh, right. of course, yeah, well, well, for example, Monday Night Football is a great place to meet men. Every oh, bar yeah. in America is open on Monday Night Football. It's free to get in. A lot of times the drinks are cheap. Sometimes there's free hors d'oeuvres. And every sports bar in America is loaded with men every Monday night of the football season. And, you know, there are some women there as well, but the women are outnumbered, you know, so the odds are really good for you if you meet guys at Monday Night Football. In fact, there's a woman in San Francisco, legendary woman I heard about. I never met the woman, but the story I heard was that she meets all of her guys exclusively during Monday Night Football. She goes to a wow. different sports bar. 
goes to a different sports bar every Monday night, meets all kinds of guys all the time, and she doesn't even know football. She doesn't understand it. She couldn't tell you the difference between a touchdown and a home run. She doesn't even watch the game. She watch, She sits at a dark corner of the bar, and uh, the guys come up to her in uh, at halftime and ask, well, what are you doing here, lady? You're not watching the game. And she says, oh, I'm here balancing my checkbook, see? And she holds up a real checkbook, and the guys fall for it. And according to the legend, this woman meets more guys every year in San Francisco than any other woman. She's dating guys right and left, and her only method for meeting them is Monday night football. Once the football season is over, she dates the best of the guys for the rest of the year. And then when the new football season comes along, she's ready for her new batch of men. Wow. Now, is she – does she pick them out? Does she talk to all of them? Um how does this go for her with they, her data They come to her. You know, they, they just oh, can't wow. understand why this woman is at Monday Night Football and not watching the TV. They're curious. So they walk up to her at halftime. She doesn't have to walk up to them. God dang, pimping in a new style. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it is. It's like pimping in a new style. That's exactly what she's doing. You go on ahead, woman. That's what I'm talking about. Get it. But now – should we as women play hard to get? Because sometimes we are too vulnerable. We give in to these men. They say what they need to say to get us. They could tell you that you're beautiful. And, and I mean, you know, they could really say that. And you might not be. I have seen it done. And you'd be like, okay, all right. Uh, and I know spiritually we are. We are all beautiful. But, I mean, if, let's be like, let's be real now. We're talking about in the flesh. And you telling somebody they're beautiful. And you know darn well they got them unicorn brows. I mean, it's like, okay, are we really falling for these lines? Are women so easy to get played? Yes, unfortunately, women have a tendency to fall for the flatterers of the world. And so you have to be very, very careful. You have to be on your guard because a lot of men are insincere out there. Yeah, they are. That is true, and they can play upon your vulnerability. Uh, Yes. Now, how particularly – I know most women probably won't know this. How do you meet a shy man? Is there even is there even a such thing as shy man? I don't think I ever met one. Most guys these days are bold. Well, actually, according to Dr. Philip Zimbardo, who's uh, the director of the Shyness Institute at Stanford University, 40, 40% of Americans are basically shy. So there are a lot of shy guys out there. And, of course, you don't even know they're there because they're shy. You don't notice them. The way to meet a shy man, there are three steps. Step number one is eye contact. You want to stare at a man for about two seconds. Now, you don't want to stare any longer than that because he might get intimidated and call the cops. <laughs> but, but you stare at him for two seconds, and then you look away. That kind of signals to him that you're interested in him. And then the next step is next time you look at the guy, you make eye contact with him, you give him a nice smile. Now, hopefully, at this point, he's getting the message that you like him, and he'll come over and talk to you. But if that doesn't work, and remember, a lot of guys out there are too shy to ever approach you, then you have to go to step number three. You know, in emergency, you have to break the glass, right? So step number mm-hmm. three, you have to actually say something to him. You have to start the conversation. You have to initiate contact. And a lot of women, unfortunately, just are not self-confident enough to do that. But that's what you may have to do with millions of these shy men. It may not be enough to stare at them. It may not be enough to smile at them. In many cases, you have to actually walk over to them and say hi. Okay, that that seems like that's that's simple. Um, sure. 
And, and you don't have to have a clever opening line. You know, people always think, oh, I have to come up with something original or I have to come up with something funny. And it's just not true. You know, in, in Los Angeles, they have a magazine called L.A. Magazine that comes out once a month. And uh, for the Valentine's issue one year, what they did is they went through the streets of L.A. and they asked people, what's the best opening line? Now, I don't know if it would work in I don't know if it would work in every town, but in L.A., the number one opening line was high. You don't have to be funny. You don't have to be original. You just have to say hi. Okay. So forget about pickup lines, but yes to opening lines. Okay. Okay. I I guess so because they sound a little friendlier if you – and especially if you want to make that first move or send that first message – because we know online dating is the biggest commodity of them all. People going to all there, it's more power to you. Now there are there are some cheesy pickup lines. Of course, we we probably don't heard all of them. You've been running through my mind all day. No, I have yeah. not been running through your mind all day. I'm actually sitting down. I don't understand. <laughs> well, 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 you know that was Oprah's favorite opening line when I was on her show a while ago talking about flirting. She she said that you've been running around in my mind. <laughs> wow! Now you well, know. you know my, my favorite opening line. It works for me. I'm married now, but back in the days when I was single, my favorite opening line was "Hi, I'm rich," and the women always went for that one. Hmm. Is it a little different from if you're saying "Hi, how are you?" Could you start off with something like that too? Yes, starting out with a question is also a very good way to meet people like, uh, what do you think of this game on the TV tonight, or uh, what do you think of the weather, or what do you think of Donald Trump, whatever. You've got to start a conversation somewhere. It doesn't make any difference what you say, but yes, asking a question is a great way to meet people. Now, I, I don't too much care for messages like if somebody asks me, so where are you from, or what do you like to do for fun, because it, it makes me feel like they skipped the whole profile and, and just message me as part of their like a numbers game. I, I mean, actually, actually read the profile because sometimes, especially Facebook, a lot of people get that. Are you where are you from? Where it's on my profile. Did you read the profile? I don't think you read the profile. <laughs> don't message a person and ask them where they're from without reading their profile. It may say that in their profile they're from here. So now you're all you're coming on something that he or she already wrote in their profile and shows actually. You took that time to read what they wrote. Always take time, especially if you're trying to make a connection with a girl or a man. Take that time out, get to know them. And I think with this generation, and I love my millennials, I'm in there halfway with the millennial group. I'm an 80s baby. Yeah. We forget to do that. We don't like to read. We like to rush it to everything. Um, and no offense, I think all you viewers on Facebook Live can understand that with these songs, Day and Time, they're a rush me songs. Our parents, they took our time. They, I mean, our parents tell songs, you know, they took their time to ease into things. Now it's all about let me jump in your bed, no offense, and I'm ready to go. That's what these songs are. Um, yes. That's what yeah. they are. But I, I get where you're coming from, though, Rich. Just be cute about it. You know, hey, how are you doing? What's going on with you? Have any plans yeah. today? Yeah. Go ease on into the conversation. Talk to them like you would talk to them in their face, even if you're messaging them. Don't sound all scripted and reverse and, and rehearsed, but really talk to them, get to know them for them personally. 
you know. Um, yes, and, and start 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 with the small talk. A lot of people complain, oh, gee, I hate all this BS, all this small talk. But, you know, you have to start somewhere in a conversation, and you certainly don't want to start with something heavy-duty or overly intimate because you'll scare people off. So you talk about something safe like the weather or talk about football or whatever it is that you're interested in. But uh, don't worry, you don't have to get into a deep, intimate conversation, that first conversation. Start off light, something easy to talk about. It may be a little boring, but that's okay. You're just kind of feeling each other out and, and trying to gauge whether or not there's any rapport, any attraction. Exactly. Um, but before we get into it, because I would love to talk about how – one can create intimacy in a relationship. We're going to take a, sh- a short commercial break, and we're going to come back with Rich and ask all those juicy questions. So stay tuned. You listen to Bright Side with Technicia, baby. Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blog, 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 Talk. Blog Talk Radio, baby. We first opened about 10 years ago. We were, we were small, just a few of us, but it was exciting. I always dreamt of having my own business. It was kind of slow at first, but things started picking up. We had big plans, but in our wildest dreams, we never, never thought we'd have this much work. Yeah, with so many businesses caught off guard by the storm, Reed Waste Management has never been busier. What will become of your business after a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council. Listen, okay. my so, life changed because someone said to me to use drugs. No one can understand whether or not they've struggled with addiction themselves. People seem to think that having someone who will listen is going to help make it better. I'm realizing that I, I need help. I'm listening. I need help. I'm realizing that I think that having someone who will listen is going to help make it better. Whether or not they've struggled with addiction themselves, people seem to understand. No one can get me to use drugs. My life changed because someone was there to listen. One in seven Americans will struggle with addiction during their lifetime. Want to know how you can help? Go to heretolisten.com for tips and tools to help turn addiction around. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council. All right, we're back on the air with Rich and his new book discussing about the Donald Trump syndrome, Why Women Choose the Wrong Man to Love. That's right, ladies. So if you've been choosing the wrong man to love, this is for you. And let's get off those dating sites and get out there. Before we got, before we went to break, we was discussing about the places a woman can meet a good man, whether she should play hard to get, how you go about meeting a shy man, and what are some of the best opening lines to use and what to actually say after hello. So, Rich, I would love to ask, 
how do you create that intimacy in a relationship? Well, there are two ways to create an intimate relationship. You have to pry and you have to reveal. When you pry, you ask personal questions. And when you reveal, you reveal personal information about yourself. And you have to do both because if all you do is ask questions and you don't tell anything about yourself, the people are going to resent you. And, and conversely, if all you do is, is reveal things about yourself, but you don't seem to be curious about the other person, you don't ask them questions about themselves, then they think you're not interested in them. So you have to do both. You pry and you reveal. It's really as simple as that. Okay. And maybe how you were saying that I was just speaking to a, one of my guests today for one of her shows will be um, talking about really how she experienced a near-death experience. And also, she has a juicy book out, but it is real as real can get. This is the real Fifty Shades Gray, and I can't wait to actually have her on as well. I love all my guests because all of you come with great books, and it be so real. That's what I love about you. And her, and she was saying that we women have to get into asking questions because seventy-two. We have a high percentage of divorces. It's at seventy-two percent. That's a high percentage because we don't ask questions. And most of the guys are on the down low, if you know what I mean. And yes. I'm going to just be blunt about it. You can't have a woman and then you want a man on the side, too. You're not being honest. Yes. And, of course, as a woman, I cannot compete with a man. I can't compete with a man. I can yes. compete with a woman. I can go get my hair and nails done and look sexier and maybe work out and tone my butt up. But I cannot compete with a man who has the same gender parts as you do, darling. So we got to ask questions, ladies. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Stand up for yeah. your rights. If you care about that man, do so. And I'm glad, Rich, you said that. We have to start getting deeper into the issues. Don't just look at the surface. Go under that surface, honey. Look up on that rug and pull that dirt out. Um, exactly. So, right. The other Rich, thing I suggest you do, and it's kind of controversial advice, but if you're – interested in a man and you're serious about him and you're worried about whether or not he's telling you the truth, then you really have to investigate the guy behind his back. I know okay. that's not very romantic, and, of course, if he finds out you're doing it, he's going to get angry, but you really can't just take a man at face value. You have to check into him and make sure that he really is who he says he is, that he really is single, that he really has the job or occupation that he claims to have. And, of course, the way to find out about somebody is to interview the people that know him. You know, talk to his mom if you can. You know, moms will tell you everything about their sons. Uh, talk oh, yeah. to his friends. You know, the other person would be great is if you can, talk to his ex-wife or his ex-girlfriend. She will give you all the dirt about this guy. But don't take <laughs> men at face value because there are a lot of phony guys out there. You know what? Especially a scorn woman. A uh, ex would be perfect. She'd be willing yes. to give information sometime. Oh, he wasn't no good, old piece of garbage. Yes. <laughs> I can't yes. do it for fashion, but you know what I'm getting to. Yes, now, I do. Rich, in your book, you mentioned a three-date rule. What is yes. that, and should women actually follow it? Well, you know, a lot of women have been brainwashed to believe the three-date rule, which simply is that within three dates you have to have sex, otherwise a guy will lose interest in you and he'll move on to someone else. And it's really bad for people to think they have to follow rules like that. You know, every woman has to decide for herself when or if 
to become intimate with a man. You know, some women will not be intimate with a man until they're married, and that's fine. If that's your religious background, then, you know, stick to your guns. Do what works for you. There are other women who believe in casual sex, and, you know, I don't judge people. I don't impose my moral values on them. You know, personally, I'm a married man. I'm faithful to my wife, but there are other people out there that uh, prefer being single, and some people are promiscuous out there. I'm not judgmental about that. But the point I do like to make, Tanisha, is simply you have your own moral standards, your own code, and live up to that code, and don't let other people pressure you into doing things that you feel uncomfortable. Stick to your guns. Stick to your own moral code. Don't let other people push you around. I agree. You can't switch up. You can't listen to everybody. You have to go with what you know, your own values, because everybody more and beliefs are totally different. You know, yes. I was thinking about that when you said the three-day rule. I was thinking about that movie, Think Like a Man and Act Like a Woman, with the book that Steve Harvey has out with the fact, should we, with that 90-day rule, I wonder is that really possible? Can I really, my guys who are on the air, who's listening now, can you really go, excuse me, 90 days <coughs> without asking? <coughs> <coughs> oh, excuse me, while actually getting the cookie, can you go that long? And I was like, I don't know if anybody <laughs> can go that long. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Let me grab me some water. Sure. But, Rich, <coughs> we all had those first dates. Should you be, how honest should you be on your first date? You should be honest. You don't want to lie, but at the same time, you don't want to make the mistake of volunteering negative information about yourself too early in a relationship. You know, people are very, very judgmental, Technicia, on a first date. You know, they're looking for reasons to disqualify you, to cross you off their list, because everybody knows it's a numbers game, and you have to date lots of people before you find that one special person. So when people go on that first date, they have a tendency to ask a lot of personal questions. They want to find out what is bad about you, what is inappropriate about you, because they don't want to make the mistake of getting involved in another bad relationship. But you have to be very, very careful not to volunteer negative information on that first date. And a lot of people, unfortunately, shoot themselves in the book, in the foot, and they tell about things about themselves that they shouldn't. They should keep this stuff to themselves until they know somebody better. For example, people have a drinking problem. You don't want to tell people on a first date that you're a recovering alcoholic because a lot of people just cross you off their list. You don't want to tell people that you've been to prison or that you dropped out of school or that you flunked or that you lost your job or whatever. Don't tell people bad things about yourself on the first date because they won't. there will not be a second date. Now, eventually, you have to tell people the truth about yourself. Eventually, you have to reveal the bad things about yourself. But you want to do that later on in a relationship after you've established a good friendship with that person, after you've developed some rapport. Once you really like somebody and you know they really like you, then you can give them the bad news that you're not perfect. But people play the game, I'm perfect, on that first date. You just pretend like you have no negative qualities. You don't lie but you don't volunteer that negative information until further on down in the relationship. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> That's why I guess you shouldn't be snacking while talking <laughs> because this is what happens. You got yeah. it. I got to laugh. But that was a good tip. You do want to be honest 
but just not on that first day. But you do want to be honest. Listen to what he said. He didn't say just go 10 or 15 years and keep lying. And, and then when she finds out, oh, why you didn't tell me? Well, you never asked. No, that's not right. how it goes. Be honest. How long do you think they? Sh- how long do you think you should wait after that first date to open up to that person and say, hey, look, I'm an alcoholic, or maybe I'm a um, I'm gonna put it out there. Maybe I'm a pedophile. I, I I'm just saying. I mean, people have these type of relationships where they have child molesters in their family too. We got to be honest. This is an open radio show, and I want to be honest. I mean, because I'm gonna go left here if you tell me that anyway. But how long should a person wait before they go on and spill all the beans? Well, it takes. Uh, it's really up to the individual relationship. There's no one hard, fast rule to follow. It all depends upon the rapport. If you like each other and it's real clear that you like each other and you're moving on to some intimate discussions about your personal life and the other person seems to be pretty open and non-judgmental, as that happens, you feel more and more free to open up a little bit and reveal some of the negative qualities because all of us have negative qualities. You know, we pretend to be perfect on that first date, but it's just not true. We all have bad qualities. And you don't want to volunteer them too long. Uh, pardon me, too early in a relationship because then they'll dump you and they'll move on to the next relationship. So you wait until right. you have the rapport. You wait until they discover all the wonderful qualities about you before you break the bad news to them that you also have some negative qualities. Oh man. Oh. And that will pro- hopefully they will still love you by the end of. But if not, at least you was honest. Don't look yes. at the well, 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 if you don't share the negative qualities about yourself, then when they love you, they're not really loving you. They're loving this ideal projection of you. Right. If you want somebody to truly love you, who you are, then you have to, to reveal who you are. Otherwise, right. it's just a phony relationship. And they're supposed to step you for all your flaws because, as you said, we all got skeletons in our closet. It's just yes. how much of them skeletons you wish to throw out. Right. But, it's not that they love you for your flaws. Is that they love you in spite of your flaws. Right. Exactly. Now, we got the first date going. So what are some good places to go on this first date? And no, guys, not no McDonald's. <laughs> well, you know, one thing that guys should know is a lot of women are defensive on that first date. And one of the ways to make her feel a little bit more comfortable is, you know, instead of taking her out at night, and uh, and buying drinks, uh, alcoholic drinks or whatever, because a <laughs> woman thinks you, you might be trying to get get her drunk and take advantage of her. A really good <laughs> right. first date, yeah, a real good first date would be to go to the ice cream parlor, for example, or go to the coffee shop, have a cup of coffee, and just sit down and talk and get to know each other. I think a very bad first date is to go to a movie. I think that's the worst possible first date because you're watching the movie together, but you're not communicating with each other. You're not talking to okay. each other. I think it's stupid to go to a movie. It's much better to go for a cup of coffee or an ice cream cone or a walk in the park or whatever. You know, do something where you actually get to know each other rather than watching a movie or, or going to a concert. Okay. <clears throat> something more open up in the daytime and where you can see yes. each other face-to-face and have that communication flowing. Okay. Right. And, and by the way, since we're on this whole topic of first dates, I always advise women, be very, very cautious on the first date. You know, you have to be concerned for your safety because you're with a stranger and you don't know how safe you are. You know, listen to your mother. Your mother taught you don't get into a car with a stranger, and that's a very good piece of advice regardless and of whether women you're 5 are still years doing old it. or 50 years old. 
do not get into a car with a stranger. If you're going to go out uh, to a concert together or a movie together or to dinner or whatever, go in separate cars. Don't get into his car until you get to know him. And definitely do not invite a stranger into your home. And definitely do not go into a stranger's home. I mean, this is just common sense advice that your mom has been telling you all your life, and it's great advice. Mamas do know best. <clears throat> Excuse me again. Um, and I do agree with you on that all the way, Rich. I have seen posts on Instagram and Facebook where most women are doing exactly that. They meet the guy on social media, which is fine, however you want to meet a guy. I prefer to see you face-to-face either way. Either way, you could be lying in my face. You could be lying to me on, on social media. But to be careful when you're taking it as far as I'm going to meet you at your place or you come to my place, especially at nighttime. Yes. No, sir, no, ma'am. We're not going to do that. Yep. Let's start right there. And I have seen, I have heard of news stories and read them where women are actually losing their life. One woman, yes. um, she met a man on Facebook. And I guess, yes. you know, if she, it was her choice. People bad, bad out there. But it's her choice if she chooses to do that. It gave him no right to shoot her in the back of her head and leave her for dead. That gave him no right to do that. But at the same time, I will have to step up to the plate with Rich on that one, too. We have to be careful, be mindful. You don't know him no more from Adam to Eve. You cannot just give yourself up to that. Give it some time. Maybe go out, like you said, to a lit place where everybody can see you. Call your home, girl. Hey, look, I'm out with so-and-so. I- I'm yes. letting you know I'm yeah. out with so-and-so. This is where I'm at. And if that ain't happened, yes. you know this is where I'm at. I'm serious. You have to take more. You got to be cautious, ladies, because I'm hearing too much of it on the news, and we're taking it for a joke with this social <clears throat> with social media. You grown, but it don't mean it gives you right to still act stupid and childish. You got to think before you leave. Yeah, so the best first date is in the middle of the day in front of hundreds of witnesses. Throughout your book, um, you mentioned things like contact lenses, perfume, smoking, rings, teeth, personal hygiene. What are all these a connection to? Well, unfortunately, we live in a superficial <laughs> world, and, and people do judge a book by its cover. And right. so you want to make sure that you project a real good visual image. And so, you know, some people go to the extreme of plastic surgery. I don't recommend that, but some people do that. Uh, Other people are just real careful to put on makeup. I mean, again, a lot of women don't want to put on makeup because they say, hey, I want him to see who I really am. Well, yeah, if if you naturally have, uh, you know, beautiful skin and, and beautiful lips and beautiful eyes, you know, you may not need makeup, but most people don't have those natural things and and if you don't take advantage of some of the tricks of the trade with makeup and so forth then it's pretty hard to compete with all the other women in the world who do use those tricks <clears throat> right that's true and i hear a lot of women like to go natural me of course yes. i don't feel i need that makeup i don't i prefer you to see me for what i am now the only issue that i i have heard of rich when you get involved with someone <clears throat> You attracted them with these qualities. Are those yes. qualities that you should keep up along the way? Like I, I met my husband at a certain point. He saw me hair, hair done, and everything. Now my hair is down, and it be out. I mean, yes. you see my true state. I, I can't always be dolled up. Yes. 
Well, at some point, you have to let them see who you are. You don't want that to be the case on the first date, but at some point, yes, you literally have to let your hair down. Right. You do. Now, I want to know, and, and maybe even for the women out here, too, how how do you go about not falling for the wrong guy? Yes. Well, there are three steps uh, to make sure that you're with the right person, <clears throat> and we've been talking about them uh, earlier in this conversation. You know, step right, number one is, 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 yeah, step number one is interrogation. You want to ask okay. them personal questions. You want to find out if uh, number one, never assume that a man is single just because he doesn't have a ring on his finger. A lot of women right. make that mistake. And, you know, a lot of guys, uh, you know, they leave the wedding ring in the glove compartment of the car when they walk into the party. So you cannot assume that a man is single just because he doesn't mention his wife and just because he doesn't have a wedding ring. So number one question that you have to ask a man before you get involved with him is, are you single? And if he says sort of, well, then you've got to be careful now and find out what does he mean by sort of. If he says, for example, that he's separated, that's real tricky. There are two follow-up questions you have to ask him if he, if he says that he's separated. Number one, have you filed for divorce? Number okay. two, have you moved out? Because if he hasn't filed for divorce and he's still living with his wife, he may say he's single. He may say he's separated. I Why? say he's married. So don't get involved with men who say they're separated but are still living with their wives and still have not filed for divorce. It's real, real tricky getting involved with people that are legally married and they haven't got a divorce yet because, you know, a lot of times people reconcile. You know, they, they break up and then they fall in love again. They go back to their, right. their ex. So you don't want to get involved with somebody who's still in love with their ex. And, of course, that's another follow-up question. You know, are you done with your ex, or do you still have feelings for your ex? Do you still see your ex? Do you still have sex with your ex? These are all really personal questions that, you know, they're a little bit uncomfortable to ask these questions. But you have to ask these questions. Right. You have to get those answers because I don't need to have to compete with that if that's what you want. Um, do you have kids by them? It's another one I would want to That's know. That's a good do one. Have, do you have kids right. is very, very important. Because right. if you do marry I, do somebody. Do I have to worry about that issue if she wants to see the children? Do I have to worry about you going over there, maybe tapping that, and then come back to me? Those are questions. Do not be afraid to ask them. And if he has yes. a problem, women, you already know. If he has a problem with you asking him questions, the door is right there. It's always right there, and you could go because sometimes it's best to stay single than to deal with somebody else's mess. You know, change well, my life. I'm glad you mentioned that, Technish. I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, a lot of people think that it's better to be with somebody, anybody, than to be alone, than to be by yourself, and it's just not true. You're always better off being single, being yeah. by yourself, than being involved with the wrong person. I think people have a problem with being alone. There's nothing wrong with being alone. Yes. And if you feel that you have a problem with being alone, get a puppy. Go get something. <laughs> Find a hobby. Anything to do. We got yes. to quit acting like being alone is a crisis. If I'm alone, I just got to go pick the next thing. That next thing could be the worst thing. We have to. Yes. And, and some people, you know, they come into our life. They sit around. You got to change them out like you change your socks and underwear. Change them out like the seasons. The summer yes. is over. The fall is here. But some of you want to keep holding on to the summer. You want to keep wearing your toes and you want to keep wearing these booty shorts. No, it's fall. The weather is changing. It's about to get cold. You need to be having your scarves and your Uggs boots and everything else. You cannot yes. go around and keep thinking that that person, then you want, oh, why they treat me that way? Why they doing me like yes. that? 
Because your butt refused to change the seasons. You, you better, gra- like I said, go grab a book, grab you some hot tea, and be thankful, honey, that you probably missed that one. And everybody, right? And, 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 and going going back to the. Going back to the posse, Technicia, really, really important yeah. to cultivate platonic friends. Don't uh, put too much energy into finding a boyfriend. Put your energy I into forming right. good, strong, intimate friendships because friendships right. are what will sustain you for a lifetime. You know, romantic partners exactly. come and go in our society, but your true right. friends, your most intimate, best friends, those are the people that you keep for a lifetime. And don't ignore those people. You know, a lot of times uh, people make the mistake. They start dating somebody, and then they, they dump all their friends. They don't have time for any of their friends because they're too busy being with Mr. Wonderful. And that's a terrible, right. terrible mistake because Mr. Wonderful may not be there next week or next year or 10 years okay. from now. But your close friends exactly. are always going to be there for you. Well, as one of my coworkers say, it's not a blessing. It's only a blessing if you meet uh, spiritually. And sometimes yeah. we have to wait for God to send us that spiritual person. We say, "Oh, they blessed. They get married. Oh, oh, okay. Did they did they meet? Are they on the same basis with God? I mean, what? Because everybody have their own definition of blessing. But slow yeah. down. Your soulmate will come. It's nothing wrong. Who cares about being single? It's a new thing now. Being single to me. Um, it it exactly. comes out better. I don't have to worry about cleaning up behind you. I don't have to worry <laughs> about listening to you or worrying about you. What time you come home, what time you going out. I don't have to worry yes. about that part. Of course, I, I do now because I am married. But these yes. are things that you single people don't have to worry about. So if you're single, kudos. Stay single. The right one will come along. Um Right, and, and to go one step further on this, Technicia, you know, the secret to being happily married is to be happily single first. Because yeah, if you're exactly. unhappy being single, you're going to get you're desperate, gonna you're going to lower your standards, and you're going to fall in love with the wrong person. Right. But if you're happy being single, if you have lots of friends, you have a really good social life with your friends, you keep busy, you read, you go hiking, you got that puppy, like you say, you take him out for a walk every day. As long as you keep active and busy and have lots of fun in your life with your friends, then you don't need a man or you don't need a woman. And then if somebody special does come along, well, then, you know, then that's even better. That's frosting on the cake. Mm -hmm. But the cake involves being happy being you. And if you start off being happily single, then I guarantee at some point in your life you're going to be happily married. Exactly. All 100 agreeable on that. You've got to start with yourself. You can't bring an unhappy self into a relationship. If you're unhappy, what makes you think that another person is going to just automatically make you happy? That's not going to be. Yes. You're going to still be miserable. And and, yes. and, and another, another vice, too, if somebody did you wrong, they burnt their bridges, don't think that the next man or even a woman is going to do the exact same thing because you might be just blowing your chances with that person because you're treating them like you think they that you was treated. Don't do that. Yes. You, don't blow your chances there at all. But I want to – I really do appreciate it. If anybody have any questions, please, we could go ahead and ask those now. We have six minutes on the clock. And ask away. This topic is on – why women choose to date men like Donald Trump. Yes, that's right. I said it, Donald Trump. We're not talking about politics. We're talking about love, people. Why are you women refusing to find that right man? This is, Who wants a Donald Trump? Are you dating a man because he has the money? You dating a man because he has a fancy car? You better check them videos out on Facebook. I love 
this one guy on Facebook, Rich, he does a video uh, on women, and he calls them gold diggers. He'll start off yeah. the conversation with them, and then they'll be like, oh, no, I got a man, and da 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 And then he'll say, oh, well, my car's right here. Oh, okay, yeah. sure. Right. He'd be like, he's yeah, so I've seen that like, video. It's oh, really cute. You can see that on it YouTube. Is, it's so funny because it's like, really? He, he told him, he was like, a few minutes ago, you was interested in me when I had this car. But now, I'll say, um, I tell you about this car. Oh, now you got a boyfriend. Gold diggers and D. So, guys, you be careful, too. You don't want to end up yes. with the wrong one. But For sure. Please, Rich, tell the guests where they can purchase your book from, and I will make sure I post it up on my Facebook page as well. Wonderful. Yeah, my book is available on Amazon.com, and the title of the book is The Donald Trump Syndrome, Why Women Choose the Wrong Men to Love. And all the book says it's not about politics, it's about dating. And all the book says simply is that uh, you have to avoid the Donald Trumps of the world, the narcissistic womanizers who are going to cheat on you. And instead, you want to go for guys who are the polar opposite of Donald Trump. And give some of the guys a chance who are a little bit shorter or a little bit poorer, maybe not as well educated as you are. Maybe they don't have as much money as you would like. Give those guys a chance because there are millions of great guys out there. They may be a little bit shy. You may not notice them at a party, but they might make a wonderful boyfriend or a wonderful husband for you. And avoid the Donald Trumps of the world. That's the biggest piece of advice I can give women because there are a lot of flashy, flamboyant guys out there that command a lot of tension and the women throw themselves at them. These guys Mm -hmm. are not going to be faithful to you. They're not going to be there when you need them. Right. Those be the ones that abuse you. In the long run, you go on to work with a black eye and be like, oh, but he loves me. He got money. Uh, Yeah, but you (laughs) you got a black eye, girl. I don't understand. But that's a nice purse you got, though, but you still got a black eye. Okay. <laughs> be limping around work with a limping around work. Be, he love me. Oh, okay, you got a nice coat on, but, but you still getting beat up. So, yeah, be yeah. careful, ladies, who you get involved with. Please make sure you purchase Rich Book. As he said, the Donald Trump syndrome, why women choose the wrong man to love. I hope that you all have learned a valuable lesson from this. And if you are watching the replay, please make sure you share it with your friends. From my friend, Mary Ellen Signovich, who I had the wonders of interviewing on my show, she gives these wonderful quotes, and I would love to leave you with one of her quotes today. The truth for the day is this. Learn how to laugh, especially at yourself, like I did. You see, I was choking everybody. I was like, oh, my God. So if you listen to the archives, you might hear a little coughing. <laughs> I'm not going to edit it because I keep it. I want to keep it real. Hear my cough. Um, learning how to laugh allows you to fill your life with joy. The actual physical act of laughing lets you open your breathing passages to get more oxygen into your system. Emotionally, it helps you to release stress, seeing life in a different way. Your mind becomes carefree and uninhibited when you practice laughing just a few minutes every day. By practicing a joyful mindset, it's easier to see and accept everything life has to offer. Today, spread feelings of laugh, of happiness. Laugh. Enjoy the day, everyone. And quit picking the wrong people to love. Love yourself first, as Rich said. Get on out there, and I hope to see you again on the next episode of the Bright Side with Technician. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Bright Side with Technician. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com.